guys, welcome to Band Advice TV. This is the Matt and Mark Fountain uh, Music Podcast. I am your host, Mark Allen V, and this is my co-host, Matt Mason. Matt Mason, good to see you again, buddy. You too, man. What's up? Oh, not much, not much. Uh, just staying busy, just trying to get the podcast going again, and uh, we've already shot a couple, and it's, it's sounding good. We're in a groove. We are in a groove. Absolutely. We've talked so, about a lot today. We have. We've but, only done two episodes, and we talked about a lot, so oh, yeah. we imagine more. So, uh, you know, this one, let's talk a little bit about, like, branding. Oh, uh, yes. And, like, maybe endorsements. They both run kind of hand-in-hand in, hand in a way, don't they? Mm-hmm. So, picking a band name, how did you go about getting your band name Hurricane Mason? Okay, so uh, that was that came that came about my my friend Tracy, the bass player I played with when I was a little little guy, all the way up to you know just recently. His wife came up with that. Okay, and so you know it's like uh, you gotta have something catchy, and it's hard to come to an agreement. But really, you know, the thing is, it's got to be. Now you can look around. You can see, hey, is there anyone else named this? Is there anyone right. else named that? Is there anything else, you know, that's from remotely close to this, you know? And so I think, you know, back then he wanted, he had more of a vision of more of an 80s type type, mm-hmm. type band than I was really into. And so, I don't know, we just went with it. And, uh, you know, I think it's all right. I, I I'm, I'm thinking differently in these other two projects I'm working mm-hmm. on. You know, just um, everything. It's got to be instantly recognizable. It's got to be easy to spell. It's got to kind of like conjure up the images of what kind of music you might play. You know, I mean, when you hear, okay, what's this band called? Wolf Mother. Wolf Mother. The Sword. The Sword. <laughs> You're starting to get some of that medieval kind of feel to it, right? right? So you know this is going to be stoner rock, doom, sure. doom metal, sure. whatever it is. You know, uh, we're a bunch of Dungeons and Dragons fans, right? Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, what's in a name? A lot's in a name. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's it's hard to think that uh, at first, but you know, if you want to, depending on how far you want to take this, you know, you you got to come up with something that's really good and really. En- enduring you know lucas nelson and the promise of the real that's a great name that's cool it's yeah. a great name yeah and so it serves a variety of uh purposes as far as getting your point across just if nobody ever hears your music what does this sound like mm-hmm. the promise of the real mm-hmm. that means you think hey this this band they might want to give me something that's real instead of sure this sort of plastic shit they try to show right, out right. all the time you know and so those are effective band names that just really work, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, this new thing I got going, one of them is going to be called the Black Cat Electric Company. I like that. I like that. You know, I love my Black Cat Onyx and loved all the Black Cats I've had. And, you yeah. know, I love Black Cat Fireworks. It's pretty <laughs> limitless as far as, like, the potential of graphics. Sure. Uh, the potential of just inferring that you know this is an electric experience yes yes things like that uh, the just con- the superstitious aspect behind the black cats too right away yeah. gives it that kind of a, mm-hmm. a vibe to it yeah you know? without being like you know how many how many bands have you heard of called black cat bone yeah. many I, okay many and it's a blues band and so black cat bone all right they're gonna play this 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 and this you pretty much guess that mm-hmm. so i wanted to spin on that but this other thing, we haven't come up with a name yet, but 
it's like, you know, I started the conversation and I got like, how about free beer? <laughs> All right. Well, that's <laughs> hilarious. But we're trying to have a serious conversation. How about Dick's hat band? <laughs> I'm the one that's got to book this. Right. I, I'm not going to go for that. You right. Know? It's one thing we cute and kitschy, but you can get uh, overboard real quick. Well, like my <laughs> friend that plays in Midlife Crisis. Right. There is a dozen bands in the United States that are calling themselves Midlife Crisis. Yeah, exactly. It's the Dr. Lawyer Band. Right. And what is it? The Dr. Lawyer Band, the hobbyists, the guy. But these guys are super successful at it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, how do you set yourself apart when there's a dozen other bands in the sure. United States calling themselves the same mm -hmm. thing? wasn't an issue back in the Hit Parader and Metal Edge days. No. It was like... Oh, I know hip, uh, you know, a midlife crisis from Akron, or I know a midlife crisis from Spokane. You mm -hmm. know, it wasn't that big an issue. Now, get online. W -W -W -W, now, yeah. here we yes, go. Which right one there. is it? I couldn't find you. Blah, 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 blah. It's just so important now. You know? Well, that's, that's the problem I'm running into as well, because <clears throat> I kind of figured I wasn't going to have a whole lot of success selling albums under the name Mark Allen Veerthaler. I mean, people can look at it and still not pronounce it right. properly. So I went with Mark Allen for many years. Well, there's a Mark Allen that's a Christian singer-songwriter out there. And I would start getting emails from people says, hey, can you come play at our church this, this Sunday and all? And this is long before I ever got into playing at church. I'm like, if you saw me, you would not let me play in the church. <laughs> I'm promising you that. Yeah. So I realized that I was not going to be able to go very far with Mark Allen. So... We kind of rebirthed this thing a couple about a year ago. I went with Mark V, mm -hmm. put Tune out on uh, Spotify and uh, all the other services out there, and all of a sudden it, it lined me up with this guy named Poogie, Mark V and Poogie. It's like what? Apparently, there's already a guy out there in the hip hop realm called Mark V and, and partnered with this guy named Poogie. It's like my song is right there with him. So I, unfortunately, I think half of the plays I got were probably people looking for the Poogmeister. Yeah. But uh, so now I'm going with Mark Allen V, and we'll see how long that lasts until somebody takes it. So. Yeah. But I think you're running into a similar situation with your name. Oh, man. Okay, so Matt Mason is an assumed name. Really? Okay, so, <laughs> and it's uh, sort of like the... The you know major Matt Mason action figure that's where I, that's where I came up with it. Oh, really? I thought you were kind of playing off of Brent Mason, kind of a hero of yours. Simple, okay. Two consonants, simple to spell. Okay. You know when you're shouting into a phone at a bartender, hey, this is Matt Mason. That's a lot easier. So it's a lot easier. So it's a lot easier, you know, and uh, but. Uh, when Matt Mason from Indiana by way of Nashville got on Nashville Star, I started to get messages that didn't make sense to me. Like, you sounded great in Rhode Island last night. Hey, are you going to be at this thing in Kentucky? Hey, I really like your song, uh, E. Hey, I really like this. We're playing this in Pocatello, Idaho. I mean, I've got more messages from him, for him mm -hmm. than I do for me. It's crazy. And it's like... I mean, I've been throwing off bills on festivals. I've like, you know, one guy in Pittsburgh, Kansas, was gonna he was gonna tell on me. <laughs> I'm like, who are you gonna tell? Well, you're an <laughs> imposter. I'm like, did anything I sent you say that I'd been on Nashville Star? Did anything I sent you say that I was Matt Mason from Noblesville, Indiana, by way of Nashville? No, none of it did. Hmm. So it's kind of frustrating, but. Uh, then, to thicken it all up, there's another guy named Matt Mason, M-A-E-S-O-N. And he's got a big push now on alternate alternative radio. Hmm. And so it's sort of like 
those things are really important because I'm serious. It's just like, it's so maddening to think, oh, well, this person wants me to play. We really like your song. I'm like, oh, man, they think I'm yeah. the other guy. Yeah. And it's like, well, what's what's the big problem? You know, there can be more than one person with more than one name. Just that Nashville star really did a lot for him as popularity sure. goes. And so, you know, he's very good. He's very talented. He's, and uh, I've sent him messages for years. He never responds. Uh, you know, and the possibility of a co-write. Mm-hmm. And Tom Hanks, his production company, has been doing this movie called Major Matt Mason, based on the action figure. Okay. And I sent him a message. I said, hey, we ought to write this theme song. That would really mess people up. Oh, yeah, the two Matt Masons yeah. for Major Matt Mason. That would be, be great. Awesome. That would be great. Never responded. Yeah, probably. But I'm not giving up. I don't okay. give up. I'm patient, persistent. All right. <laughs> keep, keep going, man. You got yourself on the bill of trout three times. So yeah. Right? Yeah, man. So, so uh, just that's the kind of thing you run into just with the World Wide Web, you know? Right. So a lot of it's got to come down to doing due diligence, you know? Get on Spotify and just, if you have an idea for a name, put it in there. See how many times it comes up. Because mm. this is part of the problem with the DIY uh push these days and how easy it is for everybody to get their stuff out there is that you're no longer kind of limited to what the record companies allow you to put out there as far as your stage name or your band name i mean you look back at uh, i think it was david bowie's name was actually david john david johnson right mm-hmm. something like or that. david jones david jones mm-hmm. but he had to change it because the monkey david john- right. jones so he had to pick david bowie so you, you had limitations as to what was going to get out there because the record companies would be very diligent about making sure the uh, the branding was proper and, and not going to be confusing, but these days you you, you can't you know who well, would have I mean, thought some wanna... guy named Mark V you know who would have thought that who'd have thought right well shit should have paid attention I guess yeah <laughs> so do your due diligence definitely on that kind of stuff when you, when you're trying to pick it uh, same thing with band names oh gosh I mean I can only imagine how many different band names that are out there on Spotify. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, and like, and you start to look, you start to write a list of what, what you think, hey, this would be good, this would be good, this would be, you can go look and see. Okay, mm-hmm. now some of them, you know, they've been used a couple of different times already, you know, and you're like, well, maybe these guys are in Italy and they're kind of doing it at the same level I'm doing it at. Mm-hmm. They've already got two albums out, they've already toured Europe, they've already done this, so maybe calling yourself, you know, this is not going to really behoove you. Yeah, but in the day of, days of streaming now, if you're, because when you get onto Spotify, it automatically wants to try to pair you up with something that's already there. Mm-hmm. So if you are suddenly grouped as this artist, then you got to go through all these hoops to get it separated out. Now, going through CD Baby, they have a, a utility with Spotify to say, I want to disconnect or break up or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. A lot of these other services don't. And, oh. uh, you know, Apple and all that, it's like, you know, my stuff's kind of getting grouped in there sometimes. It's like, you got to watch out for it. So, yeah. Uh, well, it depends. I mean, you know, if it's a if it's a big enough concern, they will have they will already have their thing, copywritten, trademarked, whatever it is. Right. You know, like this, you know, this new band. I threw out this name. You know, I was booking some gigs and we needed a name. We, they I hadn't gotten anywhere talking to them about it, so I went ahead and booked the, booked the gig under the name Flintlock. Flintlock. Okay. Okay. So this band, like, what does a band called Flintlock play? Mm. Marshall Tucker. Yeah, yeah. You know, blues songs, country songs, rock songs. And it's not going to be modern music necessarily. Right, right. It's going to be 30, the 40 years. It's kind of a more of an earthier, yeah. westerny kind of feeling. Yeah, which reflects what you do. It's simple. People know how to spell it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not a big mystery. So I went in and booked it as that. 
And so one of the guys didn't like it. And so we'll see what happens. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's just like a, you got to choose something that's going to be easy to people to recognize, mm-hmm. easy for people to understand, and so on and so forth. I mean, at one point, I called one of my solo bands Matt and Mason's Empires of Amusement. Interesting. Now. Makes you sound kind of like a carny in a way. Well, what what it was was an inspiration of, you know, the, all the things along Route 66. Right. And it, and it was kind of like, I believe it was the title of the book, Empires of Amusement. Okay. You know, so they have the the TP Curios. They have the, the TP Hotel. They have these mm-hmm. all these things along Route 66 for people to see. Yeah. You know, it's Empires of Amusement. I was like, I love it. Try explaining that to somebody who's booking the music, who's got a loud jukebox and whatever going on at the same time. They don't even understand what it is. You right, know? Right. So that that was kind of a misstep, but I was pretty stubborn in those days, and I just was like, I'm doing it. I don't care who likes it or not. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, and so... I still think you and I should have pursued the Chester and the good stuff. <laughs> that was a great, great... <laughs> Drunken revelation. Yeah, that that night. well, the original Eminem was pretty good too. That's true. true. The original Eminem. Yep, yep. That was that was good. So yeah, good stuff. So your opinion? I know a lot of solo artists do this, and it's uh, all for the sake of branding and marketing. Where a solo artists will actually work under a band name. You know, Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails, perfect mm-hmm. example of that. Uh, um, Five for Fighting is another one of those cases with uh, John Andrasek. They they said you need to have a band name. So. Mm-hmm. Is that a better way of operating? Does it give, in your opinion, does it give the music a legitimacy that you don't necessarily get with a solo artist? Well, this is the band. I love this band. They're a band. As opposed to, oh, this is a solo artist. This is a singer or songwriter. Well, that's a tough one. You know, mm-hmm. it depends. If you're Eddie Vedder, you don't have to really, everybody's going to say, by now, Eddie Vedder is known as Eddie Vedder sure. from Pearl Jam. Sure. You don't even have to really say that now. Right. Back when he first started doing his stuff solo, it was like Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. And then people start to make the connection. And all this is all orchestrated. These publicity firms and the record label and all these image consulting groups, they all get together. And this is all very calculated and very pointed. You know, They send the first two paragraphs of anything that that any newspaper vlog or anything's going to send they send the first two paragraphs and they insist you stick to that mm-hmm. and so they're going to get a point across what they want it to be in the first and then you know in two years now we know who eddie vetter right, is absolutely. even the people who don't realize that pearl jam isn't making records this year it's mm-hmm. eddie vetter by himself playing ukulele <laughs> now all of a sudden they get it yeah and so you know i mean People refer to me as Hurricane Mason sometimes. Right. I don't, Tom Skinner used to call you that. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I can understand why they do that. But, I mean, I'm the most visible member of the band, I, I, I felt like, you know, and I've had a rotating cast of people through there. Well, you are the band, I mean, because you've had the rotating cast. Now, you've had significant contributors, but mm-hmm. they, as they've come and gone, it's... Yeah. You know. and, and so, uh, you know, I, I never really cared for that. But, you know, it's like the Alice Cooper syndrome, you know. It's just it's just like that. Kind yeah. Of. I mean, he's had a bunch of different people now. His 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 classic lineup was, you know, the first four albums, mm-hmm. whatever. Then it started to get different. Now he went from it was like went from a band name Alice Cooper to a guy Alice Cooper, right? right. Who that was enough to make people go, a guy named Alice? What is that? <laughs> you know. And so and he's worked, like right? he's kind of like made that uh, 
what it is over all these years of doing it. Mm-hmm. Works for him, and everybody knows him as Alice Cooper. Some might know him as his given name, Vince Fernier, whatever it is. <laughs> Some might know him as that, but Alice Cooper is really what he's known as. Sure, sure. And so, you know, it all works out one way or the is other. Is Jethro Tull known by his name, Jethro Tull? <laughs> well, and the thing <laughs> that's is. The thing everybody thinks that's a dude. Yeah, right. Like, oh, or Leonard Skinner. Everybody's yeah. like, you know, my biggest, the funniest thing is, oh, he's a good singer. Uh, Leonard Skinner. Mm-hmm. That's not really one guy. That's not the singer. That's mm-hmm. named after their high school teacher who used to kick them out of school because their hair was too long. Yeah, it's yeah. a play on his name. It's right. not one guy. Yeah. So I always get a kick out of that. You know, mm-hmm. it's really hilarious to listen to people talk about it. But you know, it's important when you're trying to like become sort of uh, you know w- a little bit more well known outside your hometown. What you what you pick and what sure. you want to use and what works for you and what doesn't, you know? And so it's a struggle, but it is, it is. What isn't, what worth anything isn't a struggle. I think, I think the benefit of maybe going with a band name is that if you can get your name on and get it trademarked, then you have, you know, even if you're up and coming and you, somebody else tries to get in there and maybe get a little bit more traction on it, then you can possibly, you may not be able to work under that trademark, but you can license it. So there's a, a stream of revenue. Well, like I remember when Kiss did the solo albums. Yeah. Every one of those covers was the same. Mm-hmm. That was brilliant. Mm-hmm. It said Kiss in the upper left-hand corner, and then Ace Frehley, Gene Simmons. Mm-hmm. Everybody had their own thing. So you all there was no doubt about it. Right. Now, they had the added benefit of this undeniable, nobody looks like these guys. That is true. And so that was kind of a special case. But, you know, at this point, I'm kind of like... I'm looking at stuff like that. I'm reading about these things, understanding the business mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you know. Because without the business, then you can't go forward in creating art, no. you know. I mean, it's a necessary evil, that's for sure. The bottom so. line, you know. And I like to create art, yeah. so you got to pay attention to it a little bit. So, I mean, you can create art all, all you want to, but if you want it to be heard, you've got to got to play that game. So. And so, what other ways are there to be heard these days? Well, <laughs> endorsements are one. That is true endorsements are a good way even if you're not slash even if you're not eddie van halen endorsements are a good way to kind of like get yourself out there in front of a different audience and have kind of like the support of a company and entity Mm -hmm. bigger than you that's very valid and on that point i have a lot of real estate right here so if you guys want to endorse me i'll wear your t-shirt you can buy big bold letters so okay there's my little plug continue (laughs) so you know endorsements i mean it's like nobody nobody's gonna get anything for free unless you're super well known super famous already that's kind of the that's kind of the kick in the teeth with the whole thing Mm -hmm. when you get to that point you don't really need uh you know a second guitar right you've already got 200 of them <laughs> but you know a guy like my speed you know it matters you know i have endorsements with spectroflex instrument company nice. instrument cable company and those are uh you know lifetime warranty mm-hmm. so you buy a cable it goes out in five years you send it back to them they replace it for you for free how many people do you think actually do that I well do. i'm sure there are some but I wonder if you really crunch the numbers and say how many people actually do it or how many just go out and buy a new one because they forgot that they had that lifetime warranty. Well, and that's when I always tell them, I'm like, okay, this is the best deal. All right, so you buy an instrument cable. I think, you know, when I first started buying them, they were like $30 for a a Mm 12-footer, which was like about three times what you could get like your average music store middle road cable for, Mm -hmm. for $10. 
Okay, so you go, you buy that cable for ten dollars. Three months later, it goes out. All right, you buy this cable, another. Mm-hmm. Th- th- so you all of a sudden you've gone through three of these cables at uh, t- ten dollars a piece in a year's time. Sure, you've spent the pain in the ass and the inconvenience of being out the cable when you could have just bought the one. It's from Spectreflex, mm-hmm. and when it went bad five years and two albums later you send it to them they send you another one oh i mean don't get me wrong it's a brilliant thing but i think that uh from a business standpoint it's probably also brilliant because they're probably gambling on the fact that maybe 50 percent of the people actually will take them up on the replacement so they're like well we're ahead of the game then if they're selling for three times the amount so absolutely i mean craftsman shoot that was their big thing for years Mm -hmm. and uh you know you break a screwdriver you go take it in there my dad actually took it in there like go pick you out a new one yeah and you know the thing about nowadays is man i mean service like that is just very few and far between and i feel like you know if somebody's uh willing to buy something from you like that then you need to provide some service that nobody else does and mm-hmm. that's what's going to set you apart in the business world it also gives you the perception that you're standing by your product and that you have a quality product because if you're put together something shoddy you're certainly not going to want to be replacing it so. yeah so you know i mean they're not sending me everything for free but if they're sending me a 75 dollars guitar cable for 30 dollars oh, and deal. printing my name on the jacket nice then i'm getting something out of it plus i'm getting you know a, a good source of good good equipment that's superior to mm-hmm. the usual stuff you see out there they put you on the website or anything like that as an endorsement? I believe so. When I first got it, they, they put me up there. You know, but like I said, it's not so much that, um, you know, you're going to get all this publicity from right. them necessarily, but you're going to get like, you generate your own publicity. Sure. So you do a video. Here's me and my Spectraflex instrument cable or, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, you're kind of showing the product in action and, you know, they kind of want you to be active on social media and mm-hmm. do things like that. Um, another company I've got an endorsement with was Zmidas Guitars. Zmidas Guitars. And so I'm still trying to figure out which one of them I really want to get. <laughs> so they're offering you a, a deep discount as well? Yeah. They're, you know, at this level, it's usually like dealer cost. Okay. And so, you know, some of those guitars are $2,500 now. Now, this is the one that, you know, it's the metal front or the shell front, like, mm-hmm. you know, Gilby Clark, Tom Kiefer, mm-hmm. uh, Ronnie Wood, uh, anybody in the 70s, you know, they went to Zemitis and said, hey, Tony, we want you to make, I want, want you to make this and do it custom like this. And those were all handmade one at a time. And so, you know, they were expensive then, mm-hmm. but it was kind of like a, a, a status symbol almost. You know, every every rich English rock star had one of those. The first one of those I saw was like, he had made a double neck for Greg Lake, and it was like sixty thousand dollars for sale. You know, Jeez. then when Tony passed, of course, all that hand hand work, you know, all those handmade ones went up to the ceiling as mm-hmm. far as uh, you know value. Now his son and his wife have continued the company with the same guy that was doing the engraving, mm-hmm. and he was like and originally got his start doing a. Those shotguns, you know, from England, they're real ornate engraving mm-hmm. there. That's where that came from. So he's okay. he's supervising this Japanese company that makes these now. Okay. And so, you know, still the guitars are like $2,500. Well, wow. okay. that's a lot of money. And as being in Dorsey, you get dealer cost. I mean, Black Friday, hey, you know, here's something. He's even bigger discount. Nice. And so, I mean, it's not like I'm, you know 
getting anything for free necessarily, but just, I mean, it meant a lot to me that a company with as much pedigree as that mm -hmm. thought enough of me to offer me something like that. They saw what I was doing. They understood what I was doing. They thought, hey, this guy's active on social media. He will mm -hmm. help us with our brand name. And, you know, they're kind of going through a whole different sure. level of the company now. Well, when you do decide on which one you get, come back over here and we'll shoot an unboxing video of oh, it for BandyBice.tv. I don't know if I'll be able to wait to unbox it. Well, Could I just unbox it and then box it back zip up? It back, yeah, tape it yeah, back okay. up. Sure. I'll do it real, real careful. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you get the fingerprints off of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Because these lights will pick it up. <laughs> Another really good relationship I've developed, too, is with this small hometown music store in Nowata. It's Capstone Music. And uh, it's, you know, your old mom and pop you know, mm -hmm. service, service, service. And, you know, it's great, man. I mean, like, he was, a, I gave him my 12 string when I got hurt. I was like, all right, I'm not going to be playing for a while. I'll, could you refret this, the first, you know, five frets at mm -hmm. least? Because it was getting to where it was all pitted out and everything else. It wasn't sounding good when I had a capo on there. And so he's had it in the shop, but he's backed up with repairs. He's had some, you know, other issues that have prevented him to get, get into a, uh, getting that refretted well i said hey i got a few gigs coming up you know i really i could get by but you have a 12 string hanging around there that you could you know let me let me take and do these gigs with yeah you know so he's got another alvarez 12 string in there that's just almost like what i was using mm -hmm. he's like come take it with me and tell everybody what a great store this is i'm like deal yeah, that's great yeah and so you know i can go up there and say hey man i need you to help me solder this or hey i need you to help me with this or you know, hey, can I, you know, whatever it is, man. And, like, those those relationships like that, you know, it's not like monetarily I'm making big money, but I damn sure tell you I wouldn't be out there buying right, a right. $500 guitar at full price the day of the gig to go run out there and try to make you know, mm -hmm. make the gig, you know. so. But they also have a customer for life now, too. Absolutely. So, yeah. And so, you know, maybe I this is my walk-in to Alvarez. Hey, Alvarez, you know, I'm – I'm working with this smaller uh, dealer in Oklahoma, and he's helped me out and set me up. You know, I've been an Alvarez player for 25 years. Let's talk, you mm -hmm. know. And here's my, you know, resume. Here's my social media stats. Here's my website. Here's all this stuff that I've developed, and they can kind of see, hey, mm -hmm. this is some visibility for us in a big world of acoustic guitars that are, you know, $100 to on up. Right. And that's really what it boils down to is, you know, just traditional advertising just does not work anymore. No, no. And it's the whole influencer market now. So. Yeah, right. You're, you know, whether you're taking a picture of a restaurant you liked or, mm -hmm. you know, when you go up and pay, they're like, well, how'd you hear about this place? And you say, oh, my friend here, she told me about it, you know, and they give you a, you know, gift certificate. Well, that's kind of the start of mm -hmm. influencing, right. being an influencer. And if you're, you know, a big pop star, I mean, you can probably think they'll maybe give you some money to do that right you start slapping your name on like the george foreman grill or or even like, we were talking about that earlier how uh jay-z i mean he he was one of the the masterminds in in the whole hip-hop realm about going beyond just the music and becoming these endorsers and having just different stuff and when he and Beyonce got together, he steered her career that way. It's like you got to look beyond the music and you got to do fragrances and all this other things. And it, it, the music is music industry is about multiple streams of revenue anyway. It's got to be. There's nobody's buying records anymore, mm -hmm. and you can't go on tour, you know, two or three years in a row, constantly nonstop. It'll wear you out. So, you know, you, you got to have the different streams of revenue. The founding so. grandfather of all of this was Andy Rooney. Andy Rooney. 
He had this, I mean, he had all sorts of crazy ideas. He had this potato restaurant in Los Angeles, and it was all potatoes. Huh. And, like, all kinds of crazy ideas of stuff like that. Now, I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not going to whore out for every single thing. Sure. But you can sort of look at what Kiss has done. Oh, Andy Kiss Rooney, is a master of All that. these pop stars. You can, I mean, you can kind of look at what they're doing and understand how it applies to your own thing, sure. your own comfort level, your own, like, level of acceptance as to how commercialized you want to be and that all comes with building the brand having the right name and all that mm-hmm. stuff too and you know, kenny rogers had a, a chicken restaurant mm-hmm. which all my years of hearing about kenny rogers roasters the only time i ever ate at one was in kuala lumpur in malaysia how was it <laughs> wasn't bad this is good roasted chicken so yeah. but yeah you know everybody would get their name slapped on something somewhere along the line so sure and some of it's just well you know it's my my friend and i'm going to stake him in this and sure for my exchange we're going to call it kenny rogers chicken and i'll make an appearance once in a while so it's just and it's all can be custom mm-hmm. done custom made for whatever situation mm-hmm. it is you know it's like my friend paul you know i mean guitar center has stomped out local mom and pop oh, stores God. yeah and you know i go in there and i see how they treat me and i'm like i don't want anything to do with it i don't you know this is like the the discount music store of the country and they're not going to be around very much longer no huh. but you know you go I, in there and their their inventory is less and less every time i go in there yeah and sometimes i find myself thinking i don't need all these choices right i don't need all these choices yeah. i just need you know something that's actually proven and actually actually is good I don't need all this. Yep, yep. And so that's what I really like about these mom and pop stores that, you know, they're about service. They're about, you know, different stuff. Well, here's the story. One of them, I, I frequent a mom and pop store. I frequent uh, all the time here. Uh, I was looking for a new volume pedal. Everybody says, you know, get the Ernie Ball, Ernie Ball Jr. volume pedal. So I looked on their website. They had it, and they had it for a, a really decent price. I'm like, okay, cool. So I went on down there. And the guy goes, yeah, I got the one right here, but it was about 50 bucks more. And I said, on your website, it showed it for this price. He goes, give me a second. He went and looked at it and goes, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a typo, but I'm going to honor that price. I'm like, are you sure? Because the amount of the difference was, it, it was definitely going to be low their, below their cost. And mm. I go, let's split the difference. Like, no, we're going to honor this price. It's wow, like, right. man, that's awesome. That is, that is, they've got me as a customer for life now. I will go there before anywhere else. I already do, but, you know, even more so now. Yeah. And some stuff, man, they just can't compete. I understand. Right. It. And, and, you know, the way anything retail is going is, it's going to be like a showroom. Remember mm-hmm. like service merchandise oh, used to yes, be? Yes. You get the catalog. Uh, there's a million things in the catalog, and they'll have a quarter of those in a store that you can you know, actually look at oh, and sure. see. Walmart's like that. Yeah. You go to walmart.com. And, or I was actually looking for some foam to make a, a microphone box, You know, some of that, uh, that multi-layered foam that you can peel mm-hmm. apart and stuff. And Home Depot said that they had it. I go trucking on down there. No, not available in this store. But 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 it says, or shoot, even Walmart, we went and bought uh, something for our pool. I got online, and I saw the price for it online, so I go down to the store to get it. I'm like, no, that's the online price. That's not the in-store price. And it's 50 bucks more. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, that's our online-only price. It's like, why would I? <sighs> Never mind. It's an, <laughs> it's it's an incentive to, to move people towards it's, it's that way. It's almost a bait and switch, though. I mean, yeah. you're advertising, and then, you know, fine print, this is our online-only price. Mm-hmm. But I want to buy it now. Mine just went out. I want to go swimming tonight. <laughs> you know, but I, I think uh, some of them are like ordered online, pick it up at the store of your choice. Sure, sure. I think they're five doing days that. later though. But I think you, I really, honestly, if you're going to offer it in the store and online, my opinion should be the same price. But yeah, 
That's my idealistic world, <laughs> yeah. which often isn't reality. Right. Me too, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, us uh, artists and dreamers, right? <laughs> hey, man. That's what makes the world go around. Sure does. Well, that's some really good insight. Uh, you have anything else you want to talk about with the branding? And I think How do you get me in on some of this endorsement stuff? Man, listen, you know, that's the Midas deal. They they just came out and said, hey, we're looking for people to endorse. I mean, right. and, and, you know, I'm I subscribe to hundreds of email lists oh gosh i mean you just you know you can't read them all but you just got to look for these opportunities man okay it's like looking in the cracks and looking under each rock three or four times to make sure you didn't miss anything and you know they're looking for people to to represent their product basically sure, sure. and so what could happen with that i have no idea but i do know that you know it's a well-known long-running beautiful piece of instrument that I would be proud to play live. I just got to figure out which one it is that I want to get. Well, you know? we got a dartboard around here somewhere. We'll just do that. It's hard Blankly. because they make the shell fronts, they make the yeah. metal fronts, they have all kinds of different uh, themes for the engraving on the metal front. You know, some have uh, 24 frets, some have 22 frets. I mean, there's just a dizzying array of. Uh, choices and you know they're not everywhere so you can't just run in there and play i mean if i had to go to chicago and play one wow and so it'll definitely be a unique uh thing to see around here these parts of the country, oh yeah so. well you know the the place up there on admiral in the now downtown guitar house they oh, they've got a few of them do they yeah they got a few of them but i mean i played those you know two years ago in chicago and then when i saw they were looking for endorsees it was like all right yeah yeah, that whole Guitar House moving downtown, it's kind of sad. I mean, when we first moved here in the late 70s, early 80s, that's where my dad would take guitar lessons up there off Admiral. Yeah. Now they shut that down. And I don't know. Well, he's down there where, you know, the, the, those acts come in to shows to play at the Brady or the yeah, BOK or whatever it is. I mean, I think he's got a lot better chance of selling an $8,000 Les Paul mm -hmm. Jr. down there than he does on admiral <laughs> remember strings west mm -hmm. when they were down uh, it's now a burger joint but they're God, they were just like next door to golden pond i think yeah yeah and they they still have the the big pole in the center where all the people autographed yeah. is still there so yeah well he's but, got i think it's like a it's a it's a fat philly sandwich yeah place it's now. fat philly's right and i get uh, strings west still exists but i think it might be up up near your neck of the woods though, aren't a, they? he's got a he's got a showroom in uh um Sperry. Sperry, okay. Yeah, he owns a good part of downtown Sperry, and, uh, you know, he made a lot of money selling vintage instruments, mm -hmm. buying vintage instruments. Before there was really a vintage market, Larry Briggs is kind of like one of the, you know, first people that, you know, was, was buying this old stuff and selling it for a profit. And right. He's got a tremendous history and tons of photos and all oh, kinds yeah. of stuff, and just, it's amazing. you know, it's kind of a call them up and... He doesn't really sell to anybody unless they're famous now. Right, right. I kind of got that impression. Yeah. And so, hey, good. More power to him. I've read where Roger Waters, they wanted to come up there and look. He didn't like Roger Waters' politics, so he told him no. <laughs> it's like, man, you know, you probably walked away from $25,000 uh, sale for just holding on to whatever. Who right, cares, right. you know? So. But that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but just the, the history that's walked in and out of those buildings. Oh, and his, he's got tons of pictures on yep. his Facebook page and yep. stuff too. It's fascinating, you know? Oh, we should have held out until he endorsed us before we talked about it. Oh, right. Well. <laughs> Maybe next time. Right. Anyway, as I was saying, I got plenty of real estate here. You want to put your logo? Fine. 
Uh, <laughs> just contact me or Matt. I'm sure he'd be glad to wear your shirt as well. So. Yeah. But until next time, a good talk and good talk. And be sure to uh, like us and subscribe and click the little bell so that you get the notifications of the new videos. We've got, of course, our, our podcast and we've got some other tips and tricks and other advice kind of uh, videos out there. So bandadvice.tv is the quickest way to get to it. Until next time, I am Mark Allen V. And Matt Mason. All right, peace. See ya.